You're now listening to All Hog Sports. Covering all Arkansas Razorback sports, such as football, basketball, baseball, and much more. Now, here's your host for today's show, Sam Stimson. It's basketball season, baby. The first tournament of the year for Arkansas, it's here. The Hall of Fame Classic, presented by Hotels.com and Kansas City, baby. I'm excited for this one. So, previewing all four teams in the show, you got Cincinnati, Illinois, Arkansas, and Kansas State. Arkansas's first game is Monday, November 22nd at 8 p.m. against Kansas State. If they win that one, they will play the winner of Cincinnati and Illinois at 8.30 on November 23rd, Tuesday. And if they lose, they'll play the loser of that game for consolation November 23rd at 6 p.m. All games will be broadcasted on ESPN News, but the championship game will be broadcasted on ESPN2. Now, Arkansas's first game is against Kansas State at 8 p.m. on Monday. Now, so far for the Razorbacks, their leader in points is J.D. Note, the shooting guard. He's been starting for the Razorbacks 21.7 points per game on the season on 47.2 field goal percentage. Rebounding leader for Arkansas is Audis Tony at 7.3 rebounds per game. And then Jalen Williams, the forward, he has... 5.7 assists per game. Against Northern Iowa, Jalen Williams did get injured with an ankle injury he's been having for a while, but then um, he ended up coming back out to play the rest of the game. Now, Arkansas, they've done a lot of different starting rotations and such, but the one I do expect to see at least the majority of is Devo, probably at point guard. Maybe Chris Likes there. Um... Shooting guard, I think, is J.D. Note's job. Shooting forward, Ardis Tony, And then they'll probably end up going with Jalen Williams. They may start a Mude or Vanover. I have to see how teams match up and such. But Chris Likes has been really good for Arkansas off the bench. The 5-7 point guard shooting guard is second on the team in points. 15.7 per game. He's done really good coming off the bench. Just been able to spark that Arkansas offense. Um, you know, anytime that the Hogs need a bucket, I feel like he's been able to drive and get that. Now, J.D. Note, he's been playing at 34.7 minutes per game and has 3.7 steals per game additionally and only one turnover per game. So he's been running a little bit of one at times. Like I said, key playmakers for Arkansas will be J.D. Note. Um, nationally, he's one of the best offensive players in the nation, and he also plays a high amount of minutes. He's done really everything good for Arkansas. Um, he's been good off the floor and field goal percentage. His shots have been good. And is you know he's always going to have his heat checks and all, but he's been taking better shots from three and deep. His steal rate is one of the highest in the nation at 5.9%. Uh, turnover rate, extremely low. Additionally, He's going to be one of the top guys for Arkansas. Then Chris Likes, the shooter, um, coming off the bench to elevate the Hogs in certain times. I do expect Jalen Williams, if he plays, to make a huge defense on the boards. Um, The difference that Jalen Williams provides on the board is really unmatched by most players. He's also been able to see the floor really well and lead the Hogs in assist at 5.7. So having him would be a huge help. And then Audis Tony, additionally, um, great rebounder as well. Arkansas doesn't run much plays for Tony, but he's still a really effective shooter off the floor, um, you know, mid-ranges at certain times, not really a lot, 
but he's been able to drive to the bucket, get easy baskets. And then also Devo Davis, he did get ejected last game, um, which is why, you know, some stats are thrown off with that. And then his first game, he didn't take a single shot, but um, getting him back to normal form and how he played in the NCAA tournament last year would be good. Also for the Hogs off the bench, you'll have KK Robinson. Then you'll have Trey Wade, likely. When he came in for Jalen Williams at times, I thought he did a pretty good job. You know, he kind of got in a little bit of foul trouble. And then also you'll have Connor Vanover either starting or off the bench. When he's on the floor, Arkansas runs a lot of plays around him, and he drives to the bucket, um, gets a lot of points. But he hasn't been playing a lot of percentage of minutes for Arkansas so far. Additionally, you'll have Jackson Robinson and Kamani Johnson probably make appearances off the bench. Now, overall, in this tournament, the things that Arkansas has to do, they have to be able to have J.D. Note be a high score, you know, still get points on the board. Really, Devo getting back to his normal form um, would be ideal additionally. And then also just have guys like Audis, Tony, uh, Jalen Williams, if he plays, just win the board and the rebounds. Arkansas 3-0 so far on the season, looking to pick up their fourth win against Kansas State on Monday night. I'm not doing predictions for each game because at the end, I'm going to do predictions for the whole entire tournament, but I do like Arkansas's chances versus Kansas State. Now, previewing Kansas State so far on the season, they are 2-0. Last season, they did not make the tournament, lost in the Big 12 championship to Baylor. So far on the season, they have a win over Florida A&M and Omaha, 10 points over Florida A&M and then 15 over Omaha. Some familiar names on Kansas State include a rebounding leader, Mark Smith. Mark Smith, 7 rebounds per game, um, 11.5 points per game. He's one of their better players. If you don't remember Smith, he did play for Mizzou, has played Arkansas the last probably two or three seasons. Kansas State overall, though, they have done a pretty good job of shooting as a team. 47.6% as a whole off the floor. And it's led by their scoring leader, Nigel Pack. Nigel Pack has 16.5 points per game. He's top 25 in the nation in offensive percentage. Um, you know, 16.5 points per game, 4 point rebounds per game, 1.5 steals. He is arguably their best player. And I, I not really arguably, I think he is. Uh, Pack runs point guard for the Wildcats. The Wildcats do a lot of different uh, formations. You know, they'll go way past the seven or eight guys that Arkansas will play, but Pack will play point guard at six foot 180. I do expect Devo to go up against him. It'll be important for Devo to contain his offensive ability. Mark Smith will start at shooting forward at 6'4 to 25. He's probably their best rebounder outside of um, possibly. There are a couple other bench players that, you know, sometimes get into foul trouble. But Smith, best rebounder on the team at shooting forward in terms of, you know, the smaller guys. And then you always have the good rebounders in Ismail Masood. Ismail Masood, he is a really good effective shooter off the floor. Um, he He's top in the nation in field goal percentage and then true shooting percentage. He leads Kansas State outside of Pack, so he's in second place. He's also got a high block rate, so he'll be at power forward. And then center, you'll have KSE Ezigo. So he'll be running center the majority of the time for the Wildcats. Some guys to watch off the bench include Marquise 
Noel, he's got eight and a half points per game on two games so far. Now, this Kansas State team overall as a whole, they have been doing a pretty good job um, just shooting well off the floor and then also limiting their two opponents so far. Um, you know, really a middle-of-the-pack Power 5 team, rated number 84 on Ken Palm, Arkansas, number 22. Bruce Weber, their head coach, has had some good teams in the past, but last season was not good. Kansas State, though, under Weber, they play under a really fast tempo, and they have a high turnover percentage. So for Arkansas to take advantage of this, they need to be able to force turnovers because Kansas State has a lot of those. And they also played a slow tempo, which may confuse Arkansas a little bit early because Musselman always likes to go to fast tempo. Offensive rebounding, they're not really that great. But on defense, um, you know, they've been able to limit teams last few seasons. Overall, as a whole, um, three-point shooting is 39.8%, so around middle of the pack. But they do shoot a good amount of three-pointers within their offense. The only thing that I think is a little bit concerning is if they get hot from three, especially pack. Um, so the key is for the Wildcats, though, they've got to be able to you know play with other teams' tempo as they run a little bit slower, and then also turnover percentage. They want to keep that low, and then rebound on the offensive boards. Really, if any other team is able to kind of push the tempo and force turnovers, it could be a rough day for the Wildcats. I'll get into their predictions, though, at the end of the show. Now previewing Illinois, they've been doing pretty good on the season, starting 2-0 with two blowout wins, and then later ended up losing to Marquette, who's been on absolute tear by one um, on the road without their starting center, Kofi Cockburn. He was suspended three games due to NCAA violations, but he's going to be back for this game at 5.30 on Monday against Cincinnati on ESPN News. Now, Illinois has two wins over the season, two blowout wins over Jacksonville State and Arkansas State, and then that loss to Marquette. Now, Illinois is likely going to beat Cincinnati, an 89.3% chance to win. So, I'll be previewing them first. Their points scoring leader right now. Trent Frazier is averaging 17.5 points per game for the Fighting Illini. He has been shooting 45.8% from the floor. He missed their first game but he's been doing really good since he was a partial key to Illinois' season last year. And he's a good reason why that they have one of the best defenses in the nation as well. He's got a high block rate and he's got a really high steal rate. According to Ken Palm, Illinois has the number one defense in the nation right now. Their defensive ranks are all within the top 40 on field goal percentage. So they're going to force you to get really tough shots up against them if they, you know, if you want to be competitive in that way. Now, Frazier starts at shooting guard for the Illinois. Um, their starting point guard, Andre Corbello. He's not been doing good, though. Uh, Corbello, 9.5 points per game and 5.0 assists, which aren't bad. But then you look at his turnover numbers and 4.5. In their game versus Marquette, Illinois had a total of 26 turnovers. Seven of those from Curbelo. Going down the stretch, Curbelo was not good. Four out of 18 from the floor and seven turnovers. He, re- he was really highlighted as a struggle from that game. Uh, Frazier had 23 within that game. It was, you know, a hectic late game ending. So they just ended up losing by one. 
where Corella just did not look good. He ended up giving a turnover there on the end. Also starting for Illinois is Jacob Granderson, the shooting forward. Granderson, probably one of the better offensive players as well. Uh, first on the team in offensive rating, but you know, also Kofi has not played for them. They're starting at power forward Coleman Hawkins. Coleman Hawkins, um, they run a lot of set plays with Hawkins. He has a high possession rate and is their main rebounder right now since Kofi hasn't been playing much. Uh, He's number one on the team in offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding. And then their starting center, uh, he played for Florida last year, Omar Payne. Uh, Payne transferred there, 6'10", 240. So he'll play a little bit of playing time, but for the most part, Kofi will be back for this game versus Cincinnati. And then um, their next game for Illinois, either against Arkansas or Kansas State. Their main lineup, though, um, they like to sub out Hawkins and then put in DeMonte Williams, the 6'3", shooting forward a lot. Williams had 31 minutes in their last game. Uh, He's a bit of a role player. You know, he doesn't really you know, shoot a lot. He had 11 rebounds, a leader in that game. He's got a good vertical. Williams does offensive boards. Uh, he'll be fighting with Tony if they get to play Arkansas a lot with those. And then uh, really the key for Illinois to be successful in this tournament is their go-to guy, Andre Curbelo. He's got to be better in, uh, you know, not turning over the ball as much, having better assists, and really just better from the floor. When you have a guy, you know, being used on like 28, 29%, 30% of your possessions, but he's not doing good. You know, he's playing high minutes and, you know, starting point guard, a guy that was really going to be the backbone of the team early on. He's not playing good early on. It's been a struggle. Their backup point guard, Alfonso Plummer, been getting some time additionally. The main thing, though, for Illinois, I think they're going to be a different team with Kofi. Um, you know, Kofi's presence on the court in terms of being able to, you know, extend the three um, at certain times, you know, get in the paint and force kickouts. Kofi's a really talented player. There's a reason last season why he was an All-American and went to look at the uh, the NBA draft, and that's how he ended up getting suspended. He got suspended three games for selling his merchandise. He donated the money back to charity. It's absolutely foolish that the NCAA has precedent over that, and suspended him. I mean, he's he's literally donating the money to charity because he's just selling some of his old gear. It, it's ridiculous. I feel bad for him. Um, the seven foot, two hundred and eighty five pound center. He had seventeen point seven points last season, nine point five rebounds per game, and then sixty five point four percent from the floor. He's a really good, um, you know, just spot up layup guy. Um, he entered the portal last season, was looking at different options, including the NBA draft, but he ended up coming back to Illinois and was part of the reason why they were a top 10 preseason team at the time. You know, the rankings haven't been updated since Illinois' loss to Marquette a week ago on Monday. I do think this Illinois team, though, they're, they're still talented. I think they have to do a little bit of, uh, you know, team chemistry and stuff because they lost AO last season. But they should be able to move on to the championship game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they're still ranked, though, because Marquette, they've been going on a tear, especially if they end up beating St. Bonaventure. Uh, Marquette, a sneaky good team under Shaka Smart. Now Cincinnati with a hot start to the season. They are 4-0 with wins over Georgia, and then three bye games they ended up getting at home. The win over Georgia, though, that's a pretty solid win, even though Georgia's probably finishing last in the SEC. But nevertheless... 
it's um it's still a preseason win for them. They are number 98 in Ken Palm, so they are the third uh, best team in Ken Palm according to the you know the tournament setup and everything. Based on the way the tournament is set up, Ken Palm has it as number six Illinois, number 22 is Arkansas, and then 122 K State, number 97 Cincinnati. Cincinnati, defensive-led team under first head coach Wes Miller. A fantastic start of the season for him, though, at 4-0. They look to this tournament to get some momentum early on. Points leader for the Cincinnati Bearcats is Jeremiah Davenport at 12.5 points per game. They really have a balanced scoring attack. They have six guys who average over 7.5 points per game. They've done a fantastic job of balancing their lineup and getting a lot of guys who are you know key offensive playmakers within their system. Probably one of their best players on true shooting percentages, David DeJulius. DeJulius to 11.3 points per game, but um, he could easily have more if he was um, you know taking more shots within games. He is their backup point guard, backup shooting guard, so he doesn't start, but he plays a lot of roles there. Um, Abdul Abdul, you might remember him, Mississippi State, he plays a little bit of center for this team. Like I said, though, Jeremiah Davenport, their scoring leader, he's their starting power forward. At shooting forward, they got John Newman, shooting guard Micah Adam-Woods. Micah Adam-Woods averages 7.5 points per game, but he's your assist leader at 4.2, even though he's shooting guard. Uh, Mike Saunders will also see a lot of time at point guard, probably end up playing backup role to DeJulius, and then Adu will probably play most of the starting center. So that'll be the lineup for the Bearcats, and they've been able to win a lot of games with those. For the Bearcats to, you know, make some noise within this tournament, they've got to be able to stay true to their defense and really force the other team to take awkward shots, but um, don't let them, you know, hang around for too long. It seems like when you watch their film, um, you know, they're playing long defensive sets, so the offense almost has to get rushed back in certain situations. Uh, defense ranked number 65 of the nation for Cincinnati. Their effective field goal percentage on defense, though, is 39.4, top 15 team there. And they also do really well offensive rebounding. Lots of good offensive rebounding teams within this tournament. Like I said, though, for them to make kind of any upset, um, they've got to be able to really just shoot well enough that their defense can still hold them within games. It's time for Sam's Prediction. Sam's Prediction. Now my predictions for the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City, Missouri. First game is Cincinnati versus Illinois, 5.30 on Monday on ESPN News. I've got Illinois winning this game 76-62. I think Kofi will bring a big boost to this Illinois team, giving them a lot of necessary spacing. Um, you know, Curbelo, I think he's going to turn over the ball a little bit, but I don't think he'll have another game against Marquette where, you know, he was really inside his head and all. So I got Illinois moving on to the championship game. Arkansas-Kansas State at 8. I've got Arkansas winning this one too. 81-75, Arkansas winning by 6. Arkansas, they do have to have a better three-point defense than they did against Northern Iowa. I know Northern Iowa made a lot of tough shots and were able to, um, you know, make shots that most teams aren't really possibly able to end up converting um, and really shoot an effective three-point defense field goal percentage. Arkansas, they've got to have a better three-point defense, though. I do have them beating Kansas State. 
Now, in the consolation game between Cincinnati and Kansas State, I've got Cincinnati winning. I really like Wes Miller and how good of a coach he has been for Cincinnati. They've also got guys like um, David Julius, Jeremiah Davenport. I look for them to have a good game against Cincinnati. Now, the big game that will end up getting hyped up a lot, this is possibly AP Top 25 matchup if the other team ends up staying around, Illinois-Arkansas. November 23rd, Tuesday at 8.30 on ESPN2. Assuming Jalen Williams plays for Arkansas, I got Arkansas winning this one 73-70. Jalen Williams will be a huge boost for the Arkansas offense. He's a key distributor despite being a 6'10 center, and he's also been able to rebound well along with Adis Tony. I do think Chris Likes and J.D. Note will be able to score a lot in this tournament, especially if they get the three ball going. Illinois, though, I feel like they've struggled a lot. Um, you know, still forming a team without AO. And is Corbello the answer? Your point guard is a huge question for them. But they still got guys like Trent Frazier that Arkansas will have to stop with Devo Davis and such. But I got the Hogs taking this tournament. Now, I also have another episode out today recapping the Alabama football game. So make sure to check that out. On Tuesday, tomorrow, I will have a preview of the Missouri football game out, and then I'll be recapping this whole entire thing next Monday. It'll be a little bit later. As always, though, y'all know the deal. Woo pig suey. That's all for today's episode of All Hog Sports with Sam Stimson. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode covering all Arkansas Razorback sports. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media, too. On Twitter and Instagram at All Hog Sports Pod. Like on Facebook at All Hog Sports and Arkansas Razorbacks Podcast. And on YouTube at that same name. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Go Hogs! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.